Hello, Sifters. It is week nine, and the mayor and I are going to talk about all of the things that happened, uh, the trade deadline, and some injuries, and a random fact. I hope you enjoy. Welcome to the SIF podcast. Save it for the football podcast. This one for NFL Week 9. We're going to talk about Thursday Night Football and the Germany game and all the games on Sunday, Monday. Give out some croutons, fantasy football, sink or swim, scratch and sniff, a random fact. But before I do anything else, I'm going to welcome in the mayor. Mayor, how are you? I'm good. Uh, just uh, first day back from vacation from uh, work, so that was kind of a an interesting day to say the least. Uh, but the good news is I'm already off on Sunday, so um, it'll be a full football Sunday for me. Um, the only thing doing worse than my swink, sink or swim picks in the past three weeks are the 49ers. Uh, I guess we'll get into that in a little bit too. Uh, they got the week off, so I mean, hopefully they can get back to the basis of things. First coach fired, you would have won the award. You picked Josh McDaniels. Um, How are you, sir? I'm good, and we'll talk about Josh McDaniels in a second. I'm going to give out a random fact. There are four times as many people who speak English as a second language than as a first language. So I'm doing the quick math on this. Um, I think... There's probably close to 2 billion people who speak English as a second language, if I'm doing my math correctly. Yeah, that, uh, it might be closer to 3 billion. Yeah, I had to do some really rough math, uh, because, you know, you can, you can list off the, the major countries that speak English as a first language, but it gets a little tricky because there are smaller countries that do. And uh, so I, I, I can't do the pre- precise math, but yeah, it's somewhere in that range. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Anyway, uh, let's get to NFL news. Um, Josh McDaniels first coach fired, as you mentioned, um, it's an interesting situation though, because uh, they're basically going to pay him not to coach, which I know that this happens every year, but um, do you think that this makes any real difference? I mean, do you think Las Vegas is going anywhere this season or is this just, uh, they had to do this right now? Uh, this is the Raiders organization in a nutshell. Um, I, I saw a stat, I forget the, uh, forget the exact, the exact thing, but Las Vegas is the worst NFL team in the past 15 seasons being outscored. A, di- a point differential of the next closest team being like 300 points. Yeah. So they, they are the worst organization in the past 15 years. And this is all on the owner. Um, no reason to fire your coach this season in the game, especially if you're going to name a linebackers coach or running backs coach as your head coach. Uh, I mean, you, you, you're setting fire on this season completely. So, yeah, whatever. I mean, but Josh McDaniel should have never been hired in the first place as their coach. But that just proves I, what a fire this team is. 
Yeah. I think uh I think I saw a stat that they've had the most coaches since uh, I guess in the last 20 years they've had the most head coaches uh of any team which I thought was kind of surprising because there's some really bad teams over the last 20 years that I would have probably yeah, put ahead of the Raiders. Yeah, 12 coaches in 20 years is what it was yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that kind of surprised me because like the Jaguars went through like a four year stretch where they had five <laughs> different coaches. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, let's move on. So Kirk Cousins uh, injured. Um, I guess it's similar to Rogers injury, but uh, nobody expects to see Kirk Cousins uh, play for Minnesota anymore. Um, so he might be out there as a free agent, um, you know, this offseason. So, I mean, we have lots of time to, to think about where he might end up. But um, for now, I guess let's just talk about the Vikings. They got Josh Dobbs from Arizona. So um, they have four quarterbacks on their team right now, but one is on injured reserve. Um, and I guess the other two might have been drafted this year or, you know, I don't know exactly what the situation is. I think they have Nick Mullins, who's on injured reserve, and then they have a rookie. Um but anyway, Josh Dobbs is going to jump right in there, I think, and start right away for Minnesota. Uh, what do you think about that whole situation? Um, fascinating because we were uh, theorizing that Kirk Cousins might get traded away this season. Dobbs kind of come out of nowhere for um, a backup, you know, as the backup in Arizona, which is good for him. He's going to get his chance. Um, kind of weird that Arizona let him go, but I guess they're going to – be okay with not having Dobbs next season. Um, I heard that Jaron Hall is going to start this week, uh, oh. Minnesota's quarterback. Yeah. Uh, more to come on that in a daily fantasy, maybe. Uh, spoiler oh, okay. alert. Um, I'm going to take a big chance there on Mr. Jaron Hall. Uh, I may have to switch that uh, come Sunday morning. There, there may be a lot of late breaking news there. Um, but you know, Minnesota obviously still wants to make a run at this and they think they're going to be able to, uh, keep the ship afloat with Josh Jobs. So good luck to him. Can you imagine if the Jets had traded for cousins and then he ended up having the exact same injury as Aaron Rodgers? Uh, yeah, that turf is, um, I don't think there's enough to it, but that, that would have been wacky. And uh, yeah, so you're you're obviously uh, more on top of this Minnesota quarterback situation than I am. It does seem weird for Josh Dobbs to land in Minnesota and then just be the starting quarterback right away. So I guess maybe they're thinking he's going to step in at some point. Um, all right, let's talk about some other things that happened uh, at the trade deadline. So Washington traded both of their uh, young, promising defensive. Alignment to uh, two different teams. Montez Sweat went to Chicago, and then uh, Chase Young went to your team, the San Francisco 49ers. Uh, does this indicate Washington's playing for the long game? Uh, it indicates that they don't think they're going to win the division or even be in the playoffs. Yeah. So, and Chase Young, I believe, was on the last year of his deal this year. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So maybe they were theorizing they're not going to be able to sign him. And the 49ers, for them, it's no, you know, uh, no reward at the end of the season for them because if he's not free agent, then he can move on. Uh, I don't know why. I don't really understand why the 49ers would go this route. Um, they're pretty deep on defensive line. It's, 
you know, the yeah. secondary, they keep getting burned on. Right. But Washington's basically sold the season. So, uh, you know, they're, they're done for the year. What about uh, Chicago? What does this say about them? They're, um, they were buyers, which seems strange, but they, they actually acquired a pretty good defensive lineman. Um, you think that, what does this mean for Chicago? I, I think that just still a, bu- a building block for the future where they're going to be able to invest these. Um, they're really going to be able to get their best option, maybe having the one and two pick possibly and yeah. be able to trade one of those away and plugging another hole and then be able to drill down to exactly what they need even further in the draft. And then uh, we briefly mentioned this because it happened before our show last week. Kevin Byard, the safety, two-time all-pro safety from Tennessee, uh, is uh, now a Philadelphia Eagle. So uh, just like with the Niners, it's like the rich get richer. So um, that Philadelphia defense is uh, one – one piece closer to being kind of a impenetrable force. Um, and then Leonard Williams was traded from the giants to Seattle. Uh, you know, I, I knew what giants fans are happy about it. I guess they're getting a, a second round pick, I think for him. Uh, any thoughts on either Kevin Byard or Leonard Williams? Now um, business as usual uh, teams are going to do what they got to do and what they think they need to do to move on. And, you know, it's, does it doesn't seem shocking these moves? Yeah, there's nothing. There's nothing on the level of Christian McCaffrey from last year. That was a a big shock. Um, but I think there are still some interesting moves, and it'll be very the the quarterback situation is very lean, and uh, so I'll be curious to see what the what the Vikings do um, with uh, with that situation. All right, let's move on. We we had a game last night. Tennessee at Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh was favored by two and a half. Uh, the over-under was 37. Uh, the total was 36. It was uh, Pittsburgh ten, uh, 20, Tennessee 16. So uh, 36, just under uh, the 37. And then, of course, Pittsburgh covered the two and a half. Do you have any thoughts on that game? Did you get to uh, see any of it, or do you have any reaction to it? Uh, no, I didn't watch too much of the game. Um you know, Pittsburgh keeps winning football games, whether it be ugly or not. It sitting at five and three, that's a pretty good place to be for, you know, for Pittsburgh at the moment, uh, keeping pace with the Ravens in the division, uh, keeping pace with the wild card, you know, the top, top wild card seed maybe. So g- good for them. And it just, you know, it, I, I think it, it's more telling for them than the other. I think it's tough to watch Pittsburgh games. Um, I'm glad I'm not a Steelers fan because they're just hard to watch. Uh, they go three quarters without really doing much and then somehow pull it out in the end. But uh, which is, you know, good for them again, five and three, you know, they, they managed to stay afloat. They're, you know, second in the division now. So uh, we'll see how that goes. We do have a, uh, overseas game this week. We have Frankfurt, Germany, 9.30. Probably game of the week. Uh, Miami at Kansas City. Uh, Kansas City's been a little bit exposed. Uh, their offense hasn't been at quite as good as past seasons, but we say this every year about them, and then somehow they're still around in the AFC Championship game every year. Um, they uh, lost to Denver last week, and um, 
They got a tough one this week. Miami at Kansas City. Kansas City, last I saw, was favored in Germany by one and a half, and the over-under was 50 and a half. Do you have any thoughts on this game, Miami at KC? 50 and a half or 500 and a half? Because, <laughs> I mean, I, I think the, um, the Germans are going to be put on for a show on Sunday morning. Yeah. Uh, 14 hours of football sounds pretty good to me. Um, I think it is going to be uh, quite telling of a 42 to 40 final score uh, somewhere in there. Uh, going to be a great game talking about two great offenses. Uh, Dolphins are still kind of pushing that record setting pace for their offense. Tyreek Hill and Tua both got some records they can be running down. Uh, so, you know, going to be fun to watch. And that over is pretty tempting. It, it is, um, and I'm surprised it's not higher. That weirds me out a little bit, like 52.5 or 53.5. I would have expected something higher, but, yeah, we'll see. Uh, I forgot to mention that there are buys this week. We have four teams on a buy. The 49ers, the Broncos, the Jaguars, and the Lions are all on a buy, so we have two less games this week. Um, all right, let's move into the 1 p.m. games. Minnesota is at Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta's favored uh, by five. Uh, of course, Minnesota, the quarterback situation is a little strange there. Um, Atlanta is starting Taylor Heineke, I believe. So that one, that position, I think, is clear. But I could be wrong. Uh, both of these quarterback situations have been a little murky. Uh, but uh, the over-under is 37. I have made it uh, a rule in my household that no one shall no one shall bet on the Atlanta Falcons, but um, what do you have? Uh, what are your thoughts on Minnesota at Atlanta? Um, well, I believe um, Drake London is going to not be playing for Atlanta. Minnesota is second in the league in passing, which is obviously with Kirk Cousins, with the 31st in the league in rushing. So they're not going to get a lot of help um, keeping this um, rookie quarterback or Josh Dobbs even when he takes – takes the uh, place of them to to uh, pick up the slack. So their defense is going to have to step up. Um, unfortunately, their defense has not been great to them this season. Um, in Minnesota or in Atlanta with the rookie quarterback, you know, coming into town, sounds like it's Atlanta's game to win. Uh, they're both, you know, they're both striking up in the top of the division or trying to keep running at the top of the division. Uh, but I think Atlanta will probably take this one down. Yeah, tough one again. I I don't uh, don't put any money on Atlanta. Seattle at Baltimore. Baltimore favored by six. And the over under is forty four. Both these teams playing pretty good right now. Um, Seattle actually sitting at the top of the division, and Baltimore at the top of their division. So both of these looking like playoff teams right now. Um, I would say both of these teams, though, pretty volatile, like uh, not necessarily is it easy to predict what will happen with either of these teams. Sometimes they look great. Sometimes they don't. So um, do you have any thoughts on Seattle or Baltimore? Uh, this is probably going to be a fun game to watch, too. Uh, battle the first places in the divisions. Um, San Francisco can sure use uh, Baltimore's help on this one. Um, you know, going to be in Baltimore. So they definitely have the advantage with the six-point uh, six favorite. 
uh, going to be low scoring uh, according to, you know, the 44 over under. I, I don't know about that. That That's probably going to hit an over there. Uh, going to be, I, I don't know. Uh, go Baltimore. Uh, Lamar Jackson going to have a big game. <laughs> All right, figured you would say something like that. Uh, and spoiler alert, I have uh, I have some action on this in the croutons. Arizona is at Cleveland. Um, Arizona does not have uh, Josh Dobbs anymore uh, at quarterback. Uh, Cleveland is favored by eight points, which is a lot, uh, but I understand why. Uh, the over-under is only 37 and a half, so... A very low-scoring game. They're expecting kind of a Cleveland blowout here, but um, I don't trust it at all. Do you have any thoughts on Arizona at Cleveland? So I'm clicking on the link now. Do you know who is the passing leader for Arizona quarterback that is starting this week? Do you know who's playing quarterback this week? I don't. Clayton Toon. Oh, right. Yes, I did know that. Yeah, he's got four passing yards in his career in the NFL. Yeah, so, um, and it's not fun to go against that Cleveland front seven um, when you uh, have four passing yards under your belt. Uh, I can imagine yeah. that that's kind of a scary situation. That's why they're eight-point favorites at home there against Arizona. But, again, I, I'm I'm not going to trust uh, that. I, I mean – Certainly taking Cleveland if I have to, but I'm not going to. Los Angeles Rams at Green Bay. Green Bay favored at home. Uh, there's some concern about Matt Stafford. I don't know if you have like definitive news on this, but Stafford maybe not playing because of the thumb injury. Um, if he doesn't play, that makes it a little bit easier for Green Bay, I think. Um, the over-under is 38 and a half. Green Bay has been bad this year. I think they only have two wins. Um, and I think they're going nowhere in the playoffs. They're not going to the playoffs, I should say. Um, but they might have a chance this week in this game. So we have thoughts on uh, Rams at Packers. Um, yeah, I, I can't see any definitive news on Matt Stafford. Uh, you, you know, it, it's going to be they're, they're having to travel. Green Bay is just doesn't play well, but. They have won two games this season. The Rams, I'm, I'm just not, um, not a believer in anymore. They have uh, lost my interest, and in, I, I don't think they're going to be the team we thought they. I thought they were. Uh, it says Matt Stafford did not practice on Thursday, questionable for Week Nine at Green Bay. So I don't like that very much. Uh, I'm going to have to pick the home team on this one. Tampa Bay is at Houston. Houston's favored at home, minus two and a half. Over-under is 40. Um, C.J. Stroud has actually had a very good rookie season, and if uh, any teams, you know, Carolina could go back in time, they might have made a different choice at number one. But, you know, it's a little early to make those kinds of calls. Um, but I, Houston had a rough week last week. They did lose to Carolina. Um, I expect them to bounce back here, and I think this is going to be a game, but I don't have any personal vesting interest in it. Do you have any thoughts on Tampa Bay at Houston? No, I'm going to go with the home team on this one again. Um, Tampa Bay is not very, you know, they haven't been a great football team this year, and Houston hasn't been great, but they are playing at home, uh, so I'll give them the edge. It's it's weird to me when Houston has the one o'clock game at home though. That's just it. It seems weird to me. 
those people are watching their home team play at nine o'clock in the morning. Uh, I know that's relatively speaking because it's um, there's a game in London, but you know, imagine having to get up at six o'clock in the morning to watch NFL football. Yeah, the people on the, the weirdest thing is the people in California. Um, you know, you can imagine that that six thirty in the morning to watch that Germany game. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, I mean, I wonder how big church viewership, uh, church attendance is down in weeks. There's my um, nine o'clock football games. Yeah, on the East Coast, it probably is. It probably is pretty far down. Um, I don't know what it is on the West Coast. Uh, Washington is at New England. Uh, New England favored by three and a half. And the overrunners 40 and a half. Of course, Washington just traded away their probably their two best defensive players. Um, New England, not a great uh, offensive team, but I feel like Mac Jones is a, probably a quarterback that could get the ball out if he's not being pressured and he's probably not going to get too much pressure in this game. So maybe the Patriots have a good game. I don't know. Um, I don't know what these teams are doing. I can't tell. Washington's a team that it seems like their head coach is probably on his way out and they've got, you know, we've talked about this before, but Eric B is probably going to step in there at some point. Um, It doesn't look like they have the quarterback of the future, but we'll see, I guess. Uh, and then who knows what New England's going to do with Mac Jones at the end of this year. Uh, both these teams, I can't figure them out. you have any thoughts on Washington at New England? Uh, not too many thoughts. I, I don't like uh, I don't like New England's chances um, for anything this season. Um, I don't like Washington's chances in this game. Uh, it, it's impossible to pick who would win this football game because it's not going to be based off merit. It's going to be based off fluke plays that are going to happen yeah. and you know i h- hard to even say but 41 is that's even a tough number to go over that at this point i would shock me if there wasn't at least one pick six in this game uh chicago is at the new orleans saints the saints favored by eight and a half the over under is 41 i believe the backup there is still playing for chicago new orleans looks a little bit better um Alvin Kamara kind of like getting back into his groove and they're using Taysom Hill quite a bit uh, for gadget plays and things like that. So New Orleans looks like they're firing on, uh, on offense, but in the Chicago team, you know, they won a game with their backup quarterback. So, uh, but I think New Orleans is the, the pick here. What are your thoughts? Yeah. At home in the dome, uh, they're getting eight, they're giving up eight and a half being at home. Uh, I think uh, New Orleans is a better team than Chicago. I think they're going to win, um, keep pace in that division, just like everyone else trying to do. Um, at four and four, that's not sitting bad for the first eight games, and I, I don't give Chicago a chance in Halloween in this one. All right, I'm with you on that. Um, at four p.m., we only have two um, road favorites here, so. Um, one of them is right here, Indianapolis at Carolina, uh, Indy favored in Carolina by two and a half and the over under is 44. This is another game just like Chicago or just like Washington, New England. I don't know what these teams are doing. I know Carolina is just trying to do their best and win some games and figure out this Bryce Young thing, but, uh, I don't know what the Colts are doing. Um, I don't know. I don't know how I could possibly uh, gamble or uh, put any trust in either of these teams. 
But do you have any thoughts on Indy favored in Carolina by two and a half? Uh, you know, Gardner Minshew to the rescue once again. Yep. Um, you know, I, I I'm going to go with the Colts just because I think uh, Carolina is just bad. Um, you know, I, you knew they were going to get a win at some point in the season. Uh, they got it last week against Houston. But I would um, I wouldn't bet the points or anything. But uh, Indy's going to win this game. Yeah, and it, it was a little fluky the way the Carolina won. I mean, yeah, give them credit; they did they did pull it out. But um, yeah, so I they still they they won, but they did not look great in the win. Uh, New York Giants at Las Vegas. Speaking of teams that don't look good, the Giants at the Las Vegas Raiders. Uh, Raiders favored by two. Uh, over under 37. The big stat that everybody's talking about is this uh, game after your head coach is fired. It's a, it's like a hundred percent that teams win when their head coach the the week after their head coach gets fired. So I don't know if that is something that uh, everybody should be buying into, but it Las Vegas also might be just the more talented team at this point. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this game? No, Las Vegas is definitely the better team. Uh, the New Jersey football giants, they, um, you know, everyone seems to travel well to Las Vegas. I, yeah. I don't know why um, teams, I guess, just love to spend thousands of dollars just to get there, just to spend thousands of dollars in the stadium, not to lose it in the casino. So, I mean, I guess you come out winning ahead as a fan. Uh, but I think Las Vegas is going to win this game. They're going to rally around their new coach, whatever his name might be at the moment. I don't remember. Um, and Jimmy Garoppolo seems to be playing again. I don't know if that's good news or bad news for Raiders fans. Uh, but, you know, a, a little bit of Josh Jacobs, a little bit of Devontae Adams, and, you know, it's going to be too much for the New York or the New Jersey defense. Is their coach Antonio Pierce? He's a former player. Actually, it I, is. You're right. I do remember. See, I do remember that now that you say that. I it now, is. Did he play for the Giants? I swear, I remember he did, play, he did play for the Giants. He's he was the linebackers coach in Las Vegas, and he got promoted to interim head coach. Yeah. So this is kind of an interesting spot for him um, playing his coaching his first ever game against uh, his former team. All right, Dallas at Philadelphia, the Eagles favored by three. Um, I People are not talking too much about this game. Um, I, I get it. There's other matchups, and we're going to talk about one in just a second that are maybe bigger. But uh, Philadelphia and Dallas, this should be a good game, theoretically. Um, but uh, the overrunner is 46. I think I know where, where you're going to go with this game, but I'll, I'll let you uh, I'll let you do it for yourself. Oh, you'll let me um, you'll let me jump down the uh, alley first. Yep. Okay. Well, uh, Philadelphia is at home, and they're seven and one. Dallas is five and two. Um, Philadelphia is uh, doing pretty good offensively. They're probably outpacing uh, Dallas at every. Uh, you know, uh, Dallas hasn't been passing, but Philadelphia hasn't been rushing them in points. Dallas is third in points, so it's going to be. It's going to be a really good game. Um, I'm going to, you know, give the edge to the home team. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, uh, I'm i going to agree with you, but um, I just I feel like Dallas is coming off a couple of big wins. 
I know you can't really trust this team, and but I would say in the playoffs is where you can't trust them. But maybe it's also in big games like this. Uh, Dallas, I'm uh, not 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 touching it. Philadelphia, but I I think this might be a lower scoring game than people are gonna expect. I, I wouldn't be shocked if this was like uh, 14 to 10 in the going into the second half. And yeah, I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's look at Sunday night football. Uh, Buffalo is at Cincinnati. This is, of course, like the DeMar Hamlin game. Um, some people have pointed out that it's a little unfortunate they're playing this one as a night game. Um, but there's going to be a lot of emotion on the Buffalo side. But, you know, probably for both of these teams, um, Cincinnati, though, is favored at home against Buffalo. Cincinnati favored by two. A lot of points expected here. 49 and a half is the over-under. And I don't know what to think of this game. Uh, it seems like a must-win for both teams to me. Uh, but maybe it's too early to say there's a must-win. Uh, they're both, you know, doing okay and probably trending towards the playoffs. Do you have any thoughts on Buffalo at Cincinnati? Yeah, you know, um, both of these teams, you know, this could definitely be a um... – a future game that cost them a, a home game in the playoffs uh, for both of these teams going all the way back to this week, you know, could be a difference in four or five, you know, could be a playoff rematch and depends on whose home it's at. I was kind of surprised when I saw Cincinnati was favored in this game, just thinking about it out loud, I would have thought it would have leaned to Buffalo. Um, but I guess home field advantage in the end of minus two is, kind of like an advantage to Buffalo because it would yeah. be minus three. Uh, Buffalo's got the the better offense, I feel, and I feel like they've got the better chance to go deeper. Uh, I know the Bengals have made the Super Bowl recently, um, but I, I think Joe Burrow is not quite right, and I think Josh Allen's upside can be pretty good if he can stop, th- uh, stop throwing interceptions. Yeah, that should be a fun – that's a fun Sunday night football game right there. All right, Monday night football, this is the other uh, road favorite. The Chargers are favored at the Jets by three and a half. The over-under is 40. Um, I don't see the Chargers being significantly better than the Jets, but, you know, it is what it is. Do you have any thoughts on the Chargers being favored on Monday night at the New York Jets? What do we have to do in order to get the New York football giants, the New York football jets off of Monday night football? <laughs> I don't know. They, they should be already flexing these things. I don't know how it all works, but I mean, they were planning on Aaron Rodgers being there. I don't know why the giants are on so many of these, but the jets, it makes sense with Aaron Rodgers. I don't, I don't know. And when, when can we start seeing a, a switch? There's like Dallas at Philly. Why is that not the Monday night football game? You know, there's definitely some other options out there. Seattle at Baltimore, that could be flexed to Monday night and would be fantastic, but whatever it is, what it is. Yeah, I guess so. Um, so yeah, I, I think the um, the Chargers are in a must-win situation for them, uh, especially in that division at this moment, and even the wild card race. Uh, you know, the Bills and the Bengals are you know two games ahead if they if they lose this one, so they're in a must-win. And the Jets are somehow four and three after seven games without their starting quarterback that they you know, gate that they desperately needed. 
Uh, I don't know if they would be in a lot better spot, honestly, if they were um, if they had Aaron Rodgers on their team or starting for him. He yeah. may be back by the, by the end of this season somehow. That mere, you know, I think the technology and the science behind uh, this injury is getting better and better. Um, but I, I don't know what a reaggravation would look like on that. So uh, I'm going to pick the Chargers to win. Yeah, I, I agree with you that the, the record might actually be the same uh, if they had Rodgers, but um, I don't know. So I don't ever want to really pick the Chargers in, in any way that I have money on or anything like that, any any high-stakes way that I might uh, be picking the Chargers, but I think they should win, um, but, you know, they kind of find ways to lose all right, so that's that's the slate of games. Uh, we already talked about some of the ones that we really you know are looking forward to: Miami, KC, and Seattle, Baltimore, Dallas, Philadelphia, Buffalo, Cincinnati. So good games this week, and uh, it'll be a fun day. Let's take a break and come back for Croutons, Fantasy Football, Sinker, Swim, Scratcher, Sniff right after this. All right, croutons have been painful. Uh, last week, I just had one pick, and I missed. I whiffed on that one. I had the under, and it went over. Um, so uh, I'm, I'm switching it up this week. I have two picks, and they're both on the same game. Um, what about you? Uh, last week, I broke even. I'm back down to 950 croutons on the season, so I haven't lost too much um i have two picks this week as well um good thing we've never stipulated that you can't um double dip on games but i will let you lead off yeah i'll go first so i'm i've got two things on the seattle baltimore game i i think seattle's gonna keep pace with them i like them getting six i think baltimore wins the game but i think it's close and i'm taking seattle plus six or 50 croutons Okay, that's a that's a good bet. You might as well go with your over under pick to keep everyone out of suspense. Yeah. Okay. So my other pick, I'm actually I'm going to go over here. Uh, Seattle, Baltimore, forty four points. I'm going to take the over, and that's for fifty croutons as well. Yeah. That um, you, you know, I like both of those bets. I would probably take the over before I took Seattle plus six. Um, my first bet, I'm looking at that nine thirty game in Germany. Um, I kind of referenced it already. I got it at uh, 50 points for the over. Um, I think uh, one of those teams has the possibility of doing that on their own. So I'm going to go 100 Miami or 100 croutons on the over 50 of Miami, Kansas City. All right. My second bet, um, you know, Buffalo, Cincinnati. I, I really like Buffalo in this spot. Um, they're getting two points and, you know, traveling to Cincinnati. So I'll take those two points and and about 100 croutons on that as well. All right. Sounds good. It's the, Those are pretty – the second one's a pretty bold pick. I think Buffalo has the talent to beat Cincinnati, but this is in Cincinnati, so we'll see. All right. Uh, fantasy football, did you uh, uh, manage uh, to find a lineup this week? I'm sorry, say that again? Uh, did, in fantasy football, did you uh, put together a lineup this week? Oh, yes, I sure did. And we can edit that part out if we have to. Uh, that's okay. Okay. Uh, um, 
Yeah, I, I got a fantasy fine up football lineup this week. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so um, I talked about it in um, the game. I'm going to take a very long shot on Jaron Hall, the quarterback in Minnesota, uh, for the start. Um, Bijan Robinson and DeAndre Swift, I'm going to pick as my running backs. For my uh, wide receivers, I'm going to go DJ Moore, Michael Pittman Jr., and Devontae Adams. Um, TJ Hawkinson as my uh, tight end. I think he may be able to hook up with Jordan, Jaron Hall in Minnesota. Um, I'm going to be able to flex Saquon Barkley with all the money I have saved on all these ridiculous picks. And I'm going to pick the Texans defense, uh, I think, uh, for the uh, win. All right. Pretty good lineup. You got the stack there with the QB tight end uh, situation. So um, I'm doing tiers again. Uh, so for my first year, I'm actually taking CJ Stroud against Tampa Bay. Um, I think that they're going to bounce back. They had a bad offensive week last week, but I think they're going to come back this week. So I got CJ Stroud in that first tier. And to remind people, the tiers, the you know, it's not like a traditional lineup. So, um, you just pick the best player in each group, and so I'm kind of going out us uh, outside of the box there with that first one. The second pick, I got Alvin Kamara. I think he looked great last week. I watched that game in horror as he uh, dominated the Colts, and they uh, they they blew away my croutons. Uh, but I like Kamara against Chicago this week. They're at home, and I think they're going to use him a lot. Devontae Adams, a lot of problems in Las Vegas. I think this is his week that he blows up against the Giants in Las Vegas. I think the the Raiders stomp the Giants, and Devontae Adams is a big part of it. At number four, I have Kenneth Walker against Baltimore. I think their strategy is going to keep the ball away from Baltimore, and so they're going to need to run the ball. At five, I got Jordan Love, who, when you watch him, he doesn't look great, but stats-wise, a lot of games over 20 points, so... Uh, against this Rams team, this Rams secondary that's very young, I think maybe um, they can actually uh, score some points this week and through the air. And then I got Nico Collins to stack with C.J. Stroud and Tampa Bay. I think he's going to be um, the main target there. And then Amari Cooper against Arizona. I'm just throwing a dart here, but I, I he's been pretty good, and I don't see any reason why it would change here this week against Arizona. And then a real dart throw. Terry McLaurin um, for the Washington Commanders. I'm going to take him at New England. Um, usually New England does a good job of taking away the other team's best weapon, but I'm not sure this is the same New England team that we've been used to seeing. So I'm going to take a take a long shot and, and go with the best receiver on the Commanders to see if he can score some points. Yeah, that's, um, that's pretty it, – it's pretty fascinating, like – um, just seeing the names that can come out of these different tier lineups. Uh, I haven't tried one recently. Maybe I'll try one this weekend. I would, I would encourage it. It's fun. Um, yeah. All right. So let's move on to sink or swim. Um, are we all tied up? Am I remembering that correctly? No, you now have a one point lead for, I think this is about the first time you've led sink and sink or swim this year for sure. It is. Yeah. Yeah, since week one when we were tied at one point. Um, all right, so last week I took Miami and they beat New England. 
Um, so this week I'm going to take New Orleans. I think they're going to be way too much for Chicago at home. And that eight and a half um, encourages me to uh, think that they're going to be the winners this week. So I'm going to swim away with that one, uh, New Orleans uh, versus Chicago. Yeah, that's um, that's a pretty good pick. I struggled a little bit to find my team this week. Uh, I picked a lot of top teams, and there's those teams on the bye. It's starting to look a little grim for me, but I'm going to go with Cleveland as my team this week. Yeah, I feel like you can't go wrong there. I mean, uh, Arizona just traded away their quarterback. Um, Kyler Murray's not playing. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this Arizona team is actually up to. Um, all right. Then that sink or swim. What about scratch or sniff? You have anybody you want to scratch off this week? So, yes, um, I'm scratching off one team this week. And if the Las Vegas Raiders fired their coach, I am firing them and they are on my scratch list. All right. I have already scratched them off, uh, in week 12 or week six or whatever that was. Um, I am. I don't have anybody to add, but I was trying to look at the playoff teams that I thought were, you know, just trying to list them off. So for the NFC, I'm looking at Philadelphia, San Francisco, Seattle, Detroit, Dallas, and then it gets interesting because it's going to be one NFC South team for sure. Um, probably not a second team from the NFC North. Um, could it be possibly two teams from the South, like New Orleans and Atlanta? It sounds pretty sad, but uh could could be those two. And then for the AFC, I've got Miami, Baltimore, Casey, Buffalo, Jacksonville, possibly Cincinnati, possibly Pittsburgh, possibly the New York Jets. So I'm just trying to plan this out and uh look at what teams, you know, there's there's still a lot of possibilities, of course, but I'm it's starting to narrow a little bit to the point where I'm like, you know, we obviously can't scratch anybody from the NFC South, like besides Carolina and, and then you got the AFC North where it could any, you know, any of those teams, Baltimore, Cincinnati, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, any of those teams could get in. So uh, it will be interesting to see. I'm not picking anybody this week just because I don't really have anybody to scratch. Yeah. Um, you're, you're one pick ahead of me. I don't know who it is at the moment. I'd have to go through the list. But I think your most dangerous pick right now that might come back to haunt you is Pittsburgh, and Houston may come back to haunt me. But other than that, our, our picks are looking pretty I, – I think we're in agreement on most of them. I haven't picked Pittsburgh, and you haven't picked Houston. Um, other than that, I think we're um, pretty much in agreement with a lot of these. Yep. That's, we're, we're almost exactly the same at this point. Um all right, so uh, that's that. Do we have anything else before we go? No, I think that is it for the week, uh, and we're um, going to have a good Sunday in football. A long Sunday. Uh, we're getting up early, staying up late. Um, all right, so you can reach us on social media, Twitter slash X. The mayor is on there at 49Gators, and then we are at anything powered by the SIF podcast on Facebook. That's where you'll find our picks and other things. Um, and so for the mayor and myself, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. All right. I want to once again, thank you for listening. Uh, we will be back next week for week 10 and recapping week nine. So I appreciate all the likes and follows on 
Facebook at anything NFL powered by a Sip podcast. See you next week.